episode of Calm, Cool, and Connected is brought to you by Bridgeside Medical Clinic, Chesapeake Integrated Behavioral Healthcare, and Edgar Casey's ARE. Welcome to Calm, Cool, and Connected. No one is immune from dealing with life struggles and adversity, and that's why it's so important and we're so grateful to have Shanice Collins author of Resilient on Purpose on the show today to share part of her journey and normalize the experience of going through life difficulties. Shanice, welcome. How are you? I'm doing well. Happy Friday to you. Yes, same to you. So welcome. We are so glad that you're here. And a little bit about you that I think is just empowering and impressive is that not only have you authored Resilient on Purpose, but you have your MBA from Averett University your degree in accounting, you have these multiple coaching certifications and have really overcome so much in your life. So could you share a little bit of your journey? What propelled you to move forward and just get through what you have already gotten through in life? Well, you know, everyone has has a story to tell and no one um, can really say that it's always been a bed of roses, no matter how you were born, what you're rearing as a child was, family life or anything like that. But overall, you know, I was raised by my grandparents, so not raised by my, my birth parents. I still in relationship with them, but they just didn't raise me. And that didn't deter me from being just who I am. I, I still had a loving family. It just wasn't my biological family. I also was raised where some people don't know this now who know me today. I was raised in the projects of New York City. So I'm an inner city youth kid who now lives in the suburbs of Chesapeake, Virginia. So, you know, you can start somewhere, but that doesn't mean that's where you end up. And I always had a forward thinking And I always had people cheering me on to tell me that I could do multiple things. So I never had anybody tell me what I couldn't do. I always had someone in my corner telling me that I could do whatever I set my mind to. And that just always pushed me throughout my life. Mm, That is just so inspiring. And I love the one phrase that you use, that it's not where you start, it's where you end up. So do you? thank you for sharing a piece of your story too. Do you have some helpful strategies or just thoughts that people can keep in mind in their own journeys through difficulty? Yes, definitely. The, The big thing for me, it's not for everyone, but I'm a strong believer. I'm a woman of faith. So my faith is very important to me. I'm very active in my church environment, even in the virtual world. We do a lot in our church to help even in the community and with teaching and, and just staying connected. The other thing is I'm big on positivity. You know, Mm -hmm. there's enough negativity in the world to suck us all down. So I find ways to have positivity all around me. So if you, you can probably see the things here in my office all over my office so that wherever I look when I'm on a call throughout the day is something positive to make me smile or reflect. I believe in the power of affirmations. Mm-hmm. So I do have um, various affirmations that I've either written for myself or I've gotten from books. The other thing is journaling. Journaling is how I wrote the book. Journaling wow. is like therapy to me. So that helped me to release a lot of things that I didn't even know, you know, were still an issue or were an issue for me. And eventually, you know, I would go back when I was having a tough day and say, hey, you know, I read that. 
And now I feel inspired. So maybe someone else will feel inspired. So I didn't necessarily want to air my, what do you say, dirty laundry <laughs> or, mm-hmm. or any of my personal business, but I wanted to help somebody to know that no matter how dark it may seem or how tough things may be at any particular time, hold out and have hope because it won't always be that way. Mm. Everything that you said was so spot on and so many great tidbits of information. So tell me a little bit more about your process with journaling, because as you already mentioned, it is one of the biggest therapeutic outlets and strategies, because how often in our lives do we get that free space just to write what we want to write, say what we want to say? So it sounds like you used your experience to write a book. How was that? In all honesty, I had no desire to be an author. That was never anything that was on my horizon. But after dealing with grief was tough. So I ended up going to grief counseling. And one of the things that the counselor told me was I needed to journal about my feelings. So it started initially when I became widowed overnight. It was like one day I was talking to my former husband and the next day he was just gone. And that was mind blowing. Then fast forward a few years ahead, and I lost three members of my immediate family within a 33-day time span. That was tremendously tough. It started with my mom. And then the day that we had her funeral, when my family and I were heading back to Virginia, I got the call that my grandmother passed away. Then a few weeks after that, my uncle passed away. And that was just really, really tough. I, I lost two pillars in my family. And my uncle, he was always my go-to guy. You know, he, he helped out. He filled the void where the biological father was not there. So it was really tough. So I, I went to the counseling. I started journaling. And then journaling became a part of my life. So I have a, a journal where I just journal about feelings. This year, I started a money journal. I wanted to be more in control of my finances. So I started writing about how I feel about money and how I want to attract money and and use money to help others and things of that nature. I even have a business journal. So I use journaling for almost everything. But then eventually, like I said, I turned the journal into a book because I realized how it inspired me when I couldn't write. Shanice, that is so beautiful. I'm so sorry for your losses and the heaviness that probably surrounded that time. You know, you bring up an interesting point about grief. I think it is timely, not only in the time that we're living in, but just for so many people. How did you get through your grief process? Because as you've already said, grief is a whole different animal in and of itself. So how were you able to process, I mean, in in conjunction with the journaling, but what other things were you able to do to get back on your feet emotionally? Well, I know some people may not admit this, but in the African-American community, counseling is often frowned upon. Mm. And I didn't have any issues with seeking help. I knew that I didn't want to stay in a place of numbness or just in darkness. So I decided, you know, hey, I have benefits where I work and let, let me see who I can go and talk to. And I found someone who met two needs for me. She was a Christian counselor. Mm -hmm. And she worked um, in the area of grief. And she was a tremendous help to me in just pulling things out, having me just let those feelings come to fruition. And, And everything that she recommended to me really was extremely helpful. So it was the journaling, number one. It was writing letters to people who 
were no longer a part of my life to say the things that I didn't get to say. Mm -hmm. She also talked about like when my mom passed and I wasn't able to initially process how I was feeling because I was planning her funeral, then my grandmother passed. So then I was dealing with that. And then I had to plan my uncle's funeral. So, you know, all of that, it, it suppressed feelings. So then when it was, okay, I'm, I'm home, I'm settled. Then I couldn't feel because I had suppressed it too long. So she suggested some soaking music and I did some of that, some meditation. And, and I recall that first Mother's Day, you know, listening to soaking music. And that was like my first breakthrough of feelings. I, I cried for hours. And the irony of that is on that day, a friend of mine sent a text message and said, are you okay? Because I don't think you're okay. It was like she was feeling my emotions and she stopped by and gave me a hug and it was like the best thing ever. So mm. one thing I can say in the pandemic that I do miss is hugs. I'm a hugger. So not being able to have that connection with people is tough, but those are the things that got me through. And then prayer and music. Definitely. And I just have to say, thank you so much for normalizing the experience of going to therapy, because as you've already mentioned in the black community, it's frowned upon. I have heard that many times. And there is still the stigma surrounding reaching out for help when you're having a hard time. So Shanice, thank you so much for being vulnerable and just sharing that piece. I think it can really inspire and encourage anyone who's dealing with a hard time to get involved. So just kind of easing a little bit back into a couple final questions. I'm curious, what does your self-care routine look like? I love my self-care. And as I tell people all the time, I do some Facebook lives and I say self-care is non-negotiable. Ladies, you have got to have self-care, especially those of us who are mothers, career oriented, and, and you know, your wives or, or however it is your family makeup, you have to take time for yourself. It doesn't have to be, you know, 24 hours. It doesn't even have to be an hour, sometimes just 10 minutes to steal away during a day and listen to music, take a walk, read your favorite book, exercise on your own, things, things like that. You need it. You need the release. And I, I have found that when I'm on a treadmill, that's like my best thinking time. So I'm listening to a podcast or something, but so many thoughts pop into my head. Oh, I should write about this. Oh, I should talk about that. So it's always a fun time for me when, when I'm doing that. But the other part of it is Sometimes I just binge watch Netflix, which I have never really been a big TV person. But during this time, I have found some things where I'm like, you know what? Me and the couch are going to become one. And that's all I'm doing today. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. And you know, my favorite thing that you just said was that self-care doesn't have to be a big deal. It can be 10 to 15 minutes of enjoying your coffee, taking a break from social media, whatever that looks like. So Shanice, I'm just so grateful to you. Again, I know I keep saying that. I feel like I could just keep this conversation going, but where can we find your book? Give us uh, Resilient on Purpose. Where can we find your beautiful book and work? It is still available on Amazon as a paperback and also as an ebook. Wonderful. And I see we have that up on the screen so everybody can recognize that cover. Shanice, thanks again for all your time today. And we will just be cheering you on in your journey and just uh, celebrate you for being being so vulnerable and sharing. So thank you. 
Thank you. Absolutely. And thank you so much for tuning in to this beautiful episode of Calm, Cool, and Connected. We're happy to help you overcome whatever adversity you may be going through in your own life right now. Because as I've already said, no one is immune. So stay tuned. Please feel free to like, share, and subscribe our show and join us next time on Calm, Cool, and Connected.